Welcome to Fostering Solutions, a podcast that uplifts people and enterprises making positive impact in communities around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. My guest today on Fostering Solutions is Margaret O'Neill. Margaret, how are you doing today? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Foster. It's my pleasure. Um, I know you're very famous in our parts here in Charleston, (laughs) West Virginia, but tell the audience about yourself. Who is Margaret O'Neill? Oh, sure. Country girl, um, West Virginia, (laughs) born and raised. I grew up in Southern West Virginia. So until I moved to Charleston about six years ago, um, was in Oak Hill, Fayette County, um, home of the new, newest, um, national park. And, um, only child to wonderful parents who took care of all their siblings. And so always a big crowd around of cousins and family, but just had great, great growing up experience on a farm, had a little um, small farm. So had pigs and cows and horses and too many dogs sometimes, but lots of fun (laughs) and a great, um, you know, just a great opportunity. They never, um, mom and dad ever tried to keep me from doing anything I tried to do. So, you know, I'm really lucky. I was one of those kids who they said, if you think you can, you can. And um, so it's good. Yeah, it was really good. Sounds like a great family to grow up in. Yeah, and thankfully I've been in West Virginia. You know, it's it's a good place to grow up, and I'm, I'm glad I'm still here. Awesome, awesome. So you are the CEO of the United Way of Central West Virginia. Yes, ma'am. So describe how you got to that position. What was your career journey like? Um, a little convoluted, but um, stable for the last 20 or so years. I actually come from a marketing public relations background and worked okay. at a small hospital in Oak Hill and um, cut my teeth there in the business office and um, then had an opportunity to go to work at a radio station and so did some morning airtime for about 10 years. and. Loved it, but was really tired and of getting up at four o'clock in the morning every day, but had a super good time there. And um, in the late 90s, my father passed away and uh, again, an only child. And so I really wanted to spend some time with my mom. So I took a little bit of time off, wasn't sure what I was going to do. And after a long summer of canning and gardening every vegetable she could create, <laughs> um, we fed everybody in a really small neighborhood. Uh, answered an ad and started work at Hospice of Southern West Virginia. Okay. So um, kind of cut my teeth on my nonprofit career there and helped raise money to build the Bowers Hospice House. We raised about three million dollars and. The lady who ran the United Way was retiring, and um, I had served on the board, had been in the campaign um, with them, and so kind of felt like the next place for my career to go, and spent 10 years there at the United Way of Southern West Virginia, kind of the same thing. John Ballinger okay. retired here in Charleston, and so I found my way here um, almost six years, a little, little over six years ago. Okay, good, good, <laughs> good. So talk about the United Way's role in building a better community here in the Charleston area? Sure. So, you know, we believe really strongly, um, and I think that's something we have in common with the foundation and other foundations, is that community development leads to economic development. And if we can work hard to, you know, make Charleston and the Canal Valley the best place to live and raise your family and, you know, spend your, your career time here and retirement time here, then I think that's the value we have. So through our partnerships with other nonprofits, we focus really strongly on the areas that we think are super important to those those families. So that's education and making sure everybody has an opportunity for access to education, be it young people or adult education for so many folks mm-hmm. who found 
kind of a change in their work um, path in the last couple of years. And then healthcare, worrying to always fight to have access to healthcare. And then financial stability, that's kind of really been our um, leaned in a little focus in the last year or so as we've really seen people um, suffer through COVID and the you know challenges financially that people saw unable to make rent or pay power bills and um, for the first time people really reaching out to, to find help and services. Okay so you support other nonprofits. We do. And, and you also provide direct service. We do. So, so talk about that. And you know, that's kind of a change. I appreciate you bringing that up because mm -hmm. for a long time, years and years, the United Way model was the partnerships with other nonprofits wow. and we raise money. They applied. Our vetting process, I think, is still what really makes us stand out as a funder. You know, we do a pretty deep dive into the nonprofits we fund mm -hmm. to make sure they're financially strong and they're doing the work in the buckets that we think are important but there came a time when we really realized and it's probably been 15 years or, or more ago that we needed to be in the direct service field in some areas and we needed to be the gap fillers in some areas right. and so that's really how we morphed into both um, and I think there's a role for us to do both um, I think there's always a trusted need for people to donate to an organization that they know can donate to others um, and they feel confident that their donor dollar is going to do the work they mm -hmm. want done. But I also think they want to make sure I put shoes on kids if they need kids and if so, or need shoes. And if somebody comes to our door hungry, that we can feed them. And um, so we try really hard to do to do both those things. Right, right, right. So, you know, we've been dealing with this pandemic now going on three years. How has the pandemic affected your work? Oh, gosh. Um, you know... It's made it harder. It, it certainly made it more stressful, especially in the beginning as we all tried to keep our staff safe mm -hmm. um, as well as care for the community as needed. And so we did a lot of how many masks can you put on and how many showers can you take and how much antibacterial can you go through. And so those early days were, you know, that kind of focus. And our United Way was pretty determined that we were going to stay relevant and stay as involved as we possibly could in recovery. And so we helped with vaccines and we helped make appointments and um, you know we'd never locked the doors we were had somebody at the office all the time from the beginning um, we needed to get the mail we needed to communicate with people and we needed to be a resource and so you know that was hard and then we thought well it's going to go away and everything will go back to normal we're still waiting uh, yeah and it's like it's all going to be awesome again um and here we are as you said you know into our third united way campaign and frankly it's not normal you know as we would go out and visit workplaces and you know, make a, a, a plea to organizations to say support the United Way and you can donate through payroll deduction. It's a dollar a paycheck. They had to be in the building for me to do that. Well, they're not in the building and right, may right. never be again um, for some organizations. Yeah, some organizations have really changed. Yeah, and so we had to really morph that, um, you know, how do we touch people? How, is that a Zoom call, which it's been a gazillion Zoom calls? And, mm -hmm. you know, is it this, uh, you know, communication through our partners and through our friends that can share our message and Right. what's that look like so that's continued to just morph and grow over the last three years but I guess what we've wanted everybody to know is that we're flexible and whatever way it is best for us to communicate with you that's what we want to do mm -hmm. and however we can share the message and mission of the United Way um, that's what we want to do and the needs have probably grown it's, given the it's pandemic crazy. Th those direct services that you provide yeah and great partners like you all at the greater canal valley foundation the city of charleston allowed us to to keep housed and house many people over the last three years several hundred people have remained in their homes or received um, housing assistance because of the covid um, pandemic funds that we were able to use 
you know, we partner with West Virginia 211 as one mm -hmm. of the United Ways, saw an immediate 400% increase in calls in that first year. Wow. Um, and on track this year to answer close to 40,000 calls across West Virginia. So wow. that continues to, again, we thought that would go back down, right? People would kind of find their, yeah. their resources, um, but we still talk to people every day who um, are really struggling to pay their bills and they've had their hours cut or changed. Mm -hmm. um, and the struggle is real for people. And it's people that have, maybe never ever called for help before and we can tell because they're in tears and they don't know every wow. number of every organization they can call they're they're looking for um, that resource of resources and that's what we always hope the United Way can be absolutely absolutely so what's been your impact um, how long have you been at this United Way? I started in August of 17, so this is my 17. sixth year. Yes. yes. Seems like 60, I might say. <laughs> <laughs> so what has the impact been since you've been at this particular United Way? What, what kind of impact have you made in the community? You know, I think I just bring a little bit of a different leadership style than what was here before. and. You know, some would say that's the mouthy, you know, the mouthy Margaret, and um, I, don't, I don't mind that. Um, what I tried to do was, again, share with people with the work of our United Way, and that we truly do care about the community, and the donation comes second to that, right? So if we come to speak... It's being a part of community first. And the, and the mm -hmm. partners and the collaboration, and how can we help you, and what do you see outside your window? And so that's, you know, for many people, that's homelessness. We talk about that every day with businesses and mm -hmm. folks in the downtown community and other parts of... Our service area in Clay County, it's food insecurity, and we, you know, we work to figure out ways to meet the need of not having a grocery store in your entire county. Yeah. So, you know, what we've tried to do in in these five plus years is really look at the individual communities we serve, and and again, how can we fill the gaps in those communities, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, and it's different everywhere, and and that's the beauty I think of our autonomy that we don't have to just do the exact same thing because the needs we see in downtown Charleston are far different than what we see in the eastern part of the county in Cabin Creek or Dawes or, you know, again, in Campbell's Creek through the flood as we were able to work, um, you know, through some flood recovery services in that community. Everything is different. And so I just try to make sure people, we don't, it, we, we shouldn't matter what you are or what you do, we should treat mm -hmm. you the same and right. we should care about you. And then the money comes second. If you believe in anything we do and you trust that we're doing the right thing, then we believe the donor dollar will come. And what, what counties are you in? We're Canal, Putnam, Boone, Logan, Clay, and Braxton. Six counties. Really the heart, central heart of West okay, Virginia. Make sure we put that out there. So based in, on your experience in the nonprofit sector, what are some keys to making a positive impact? And you may have hinted at some of those already. Yeah, I think, you know, collaboration has never been more important. And, mm -hmm. and we have to, you know, I tell our team all the time, and I mean it, and I think that the folks who work with us agree that we can do anything as long as it doesn't matter who gets a credit. Wow. Right. So we're not looking for pats on the back. And we and we sometimes walk that fine line of how much self-promotion do you do, right? How much mm -hmm. do you tell people, oh, my gosh, you know, we opened warming centers for three nights and we had United Way staff there every night. Over but, Christmas. Over, no, right, over Christmas. Over yeah. Christmas. And, but that so did other organizations, right? We mm -hmm. weren't special and we didn't stand out. But there's that fine line of how much promotion do you do for your nonprofit before it feels kind of icky and that you're just out there bragging mm -hmm. on yourself. But there's a- But you've got to tell your story. People are like, what do you do? And yeah, so, what do you do? Yeah. And, yeah. and so we try to do both, right? And mm -hmm. so I think the collaborative partnerships that we have, I think people know in that 
we're not in it um, to, to just benefit the United Way, that we're in it to benefit the communities we serve. And if we, again, if we make this great, businesses will come here and our donors will go up because people Absolutely. will come here with jobs. It's a win-win. And they'll flourish. And it, and every, mm -hmm. it is a win-win. And, and the, you know, I think what, what we talk about a lot is if there wasn't a United Way, people would try to create one, right? There mm -hmm. would be a hole. And so we just always are grateful that we're here to fill that hole. Absolutely. So what do you, what do you know now um, that you wish you knew when you first started with, with United Way, um, your first United Way? Only like a million things, right? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that was bad. I, my funniest story is one of the first presentations I did was at UPS. And I thought I was going to be really cute, and I wore a pair of brown shorts, and they did not think I was cute. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't even know why you're doing that. And so, you know, I think what I've, what I've learned the most is that you got to know who you're talking to, right? Mm -hmm. And so we try to make everybody feel comfortable and that they can... To know your audience. Exactly. Right? And that if I have to um, change our, that not the, not the mission, but just the way we talk about the mission sometimes to help people understand, mm -hmm. you know, we've certainly learned that. And, and, and again, I've learned that you can't do it by yourself. Like, you know, I think and sometimes when we're young leaders, it's like, you know, I'm going to lead the pack. Conquer the world. They're all going to follow yeah. me, and it's all glorious and wonderful. And then you realize that the leaders of the pack are 10 wide or 12 wide, and, and it's mm -hmm. going to take every one of them and 10 more behind us to get to the finish line. And, and that's what I think I love about Charleston. We have some super strong nonprofit mm -hmm. leadership as well as other leadership in our community, and I think everybody has that common goal. And, and we're not all about ourselves, and right. we're all trying to make this the best place for West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Hard sometimes. That it's way. hard. It's hard, and it's hard to stay to stay hopeful. So what you know, you're always a positive person and an and, and, uh, energetic person. So what gives you hope, living through the times we're living through? Um, so that was one of the easiest questions I think you asked me. So the the two things I would say is my faith always gives me hope. Mm -hmm. um, for without that, I would have nothing. But the, the people give me hope, mm -hmm. right? So day of caring, our our seventeenth day of caring was September. Um, third third Wednesday of September and we were hearing from different parts of the state actually different parts of the country that the volunteerism was down and people weren't coming back after COVID and mm -hmm. you know you're really going to struggle we had 1100 volunteers come out wow. that day wow. and so people give me hope and you know, we talked about the warming center we had volunteers on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day that came out to care for others all That's night amazing. long and so people give me hope that no matter I say this a lot, babies aren't born with R's or D's or I's on their butts, right? There's nothing mm -hmm. political about that part of the work we do. And I think if, if we just keep focused on the, the humanity of it, the people of right, it, right. that we can get past some of this other icky stuff. And, and there is hope but for, for West Virginia is a great place, born mm -hmm. and raised. Like, people should come here and live here. Yeah. But, but we've got to make sure that we welcome all that come here and, and that we do that, that with just open arms across the board. Yeah. Open for all. Yes, ma'am. Open ma for all. Absolutely. Y'all means all. Say, I can say means, that. Y'all yeah, yeah. means all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got, for you to do your work at, at the United Way, you've got to raise funds every day of every year. And you've got a big signature event coming up. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited. Um, and so we so do tell, have to raise tell funds. Tell the audience about it. <laughs> well, I'll start with, you're exactly right. So so the goal, our goal, United Ways typically have a fundraising goal every year annually. And our goal from the year I got here was $1.5 million. And we'd yet to exceed that until last year, right? Okay. And so we knew 
we were missing a piece. We needed to add something. And so this signature event, um, last year was our, which actually was, was spring of this year. We already referred to it as season one. Yeah. Um, but when we knew we wanted to bring that back to Charleston, so it was an event that the West Virginia Symphony did years ago. Mm-hmm. I blatantly stole it from them, um, took it to Beckley, and had that event in Beckley and still continues in Beckley today. But we really wanted to see if Charleston would welcome it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, did we figure out the answer was yes <laughs> to that. And, and you were there. You saw yeah, it, you it know, the crazy event. that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we found is that that gap was filled exactly as we hoped it would. So our net was about $100,000 on that event. Um, that was huge for us. It net was, now, not net, gross. Yes, net, that not is gross. amazing. It's a little bit of an expense to put on it at the beautiful Coliseum. Mm-hmm. However, I can't imagine doing it anywhere else but that beautiful ballroom. Yeah, you need all that space for all we, those hundreds of people. Yes, it's a lot of sold people. out, um, yeah. and, and we're creeping on. Um, I think going to be a repeat of that, which we're so excited about. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we we picked, um, and they said yes. Twelve wonderful dancers last year who really filled the dream for us and came out and raised that money and we task each couple with you know doing some fundraising on their own and mm-hmm. then we sell some tables to pay the bills and so it's a group effort and then we knew that season one had to be better or uh, season two had to be better than season one and how do you do that when well, we looked to people in the community that we knew um, were strong leaders that would support the cause and you were one of the very first people um, imagine that that came to our mind <laughs> that came to our list and um, so I'm thrilled that Dr. Foster is one of our dancers and your wonderful partner Carl Chad Band is going to be with you and Tommy Spurlock my most wonderful dear friend who's a yes, wonderful yes. choreographer and so we would just say um, tickets are on sale now we, we mm-hmm. have front row sold out um, second row is getting there um, and then we have some third and fourth rows available but if you're looking for a table to see Dr. Michelle Foster in all her glory dancing in front of I'm 900 people. To a, oh no, don't, don't make me nervous by saying how many it's people It's going to be now. awesome. And so the, the event date is May the 5th and it may seem early but practice is hard, right? You can't practice Practice is today. hard. <laughs> Just getting that time in and trying to do something that's going to be memorable and fun and you know. And entertain the audience. That's what we beg you guys to do. And and we know that people will keep coming back if we keep bringing, you know, entertainment to the table. And I think that's what set our event apart. It's not just a, not to say just a, it's more than a dinner because it's not a dinner. It's a lot of heavy heavy, heavy hors d'oeuvres. But they they were tasty. Well, they had to, you know, heads off to the Coliseum. They did a super good job for us. And, you know, the the lights and sound, Bob Barnett and the guys um, did a super good job. I think we surprised a few people with some of our... Um, stuff and there's more in store this year but I want to get in how people can vote for you so they mm-hmm. can text their vote right now if you're listening and you're like I want to support Michelle Foster or I want to support Carl Chavan or just want to support the United Way mm-hmm. $5 a vote every vote matters and you can text so you don't even have to get up but I want to get it right so you can text to the number 71777 mm-hmm. and the message is dance two as in couple number couple two. number two are you gonna can you share anything about your dance you should not tell them very much if anything, we're going to bring it. We're taking it very seriously because <laughs> we are in it to win it. I, mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but we are going to do our best to raise a lot of money and to, to have an awesome routine. And Tommy's getting Tommy's going to get us there. Well, he has so, a great coach. And he I'm has really great, excited he about He has it. great students. That's, he... So it was so funny. I've shared this with you, I think. But when I first asked him, he's like, I'm not going to do it again this year. And I'm like, oh, come on. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then when Carl said yes, I called him back and he goes, oh, Carl said yes. I have to say yes. And so 
King Carl, your partner brought Tommy back to the table for us, but he's a wonderful person. And and the thing I love about Dancing with the Stars, and we wondered if it would work here, and, and it absolutely did, is that each each of the twelve last year and each of you this year know why you're dancing, right? So you're you're having fun, you're gonna having do fun. a great show and entertain our guests, but you've already said it, you're gonna raise money for the You wanna raise money for yeah. the United Way and you know we wanna support the work that you're doing, especially the direct service work um, and, and the work that's so needed in our community to keep people in their homes, to keep people warm, to keep people fed, keep them with shoes on their feet. That's why we're doing it. Yeah, and we're so, so that's, grateful. Yeah, that, that is why we're doing it. And we want to have some fun. I think it'll be a fun evening. Well, I and said this is your year. This is your season. It's, so. it's going to be fun. And, you know, I've worked with Carl uh, while at Kizra. That's right. So we're not just coming together just for the for the dance, we work together in community development and really working to make our community better for over 10 years. So we're just reuniting at, you know, to raise funds for the United Way for, to support the great work that you do. Thank you. So that's why we're in it. So we're couple number two. We need your vote. vote you vote, can, vote. you know, just, and all, on all the, the, the money donated, this all cash uh, tax deductible. Yeah, all tax deductible. Uh, all tax we, deductible. The table sales we use to pay the bills. So this was a straight mm -hmm. donation to the United Way, and that's why your votes are so important to us. That's really the profit off of this event. Right. And so that's what makes it so special to us. So yeah, if you if you don't want to fool with the texting, go straight to the website, or you can always call us at the office. We're happy to take your votes over the phone. Come in and see us. We're on the corner. Of they can Smith mail a Street. check. Mail, a, mail check. a check. Whatever it whatever is. Whatever makes you comfortable, and we're grateful for every dime. And I mean that. You know, I talk about that a lot it is the united way that we don't expect one person to give gazillions um everybody can put a couple dollars in, all, in all it, and you have that absolutely. same good feeling when you go to bed that we have so it's, it's a great right. way impact a life that's impact. right and you can be you can send your money in from anywhere i know i've got friends all over the country um just you know we welcome your dollars that's from right. wherever so you everybody are everybody you ever bought a wedding present for a graduation present for now that's your right chance here's, that here's your chance back. here's your chance <laughs> All for the so, good. absolutely. Thank you so much, Margaret. It's Thank really good. Thank you for having me. This yeah, has been it's, awesome. It's wonderful to have you on, on Fostering Solutions. And um, we got to get back to training. Back to work. Back to work. Back to work. And have a wonderful new year. Yes, you too. Happy New Year. All righty. Thanks.